Welcome to the Out of the Basement Podcast with Devin Turak, Patrick Gleason, and Paul Sanders. And now, here's the show. All right, welcome to episode 29 of the Out of the Basement Podcast. Almost this is, 30. This is the Comic-Con exclusive edition. Uh, my name, as always, is Devin Turak, and of course, I'm joined by Patrick Gleason and Paul Sanders. Uh, I'm actually, you know, the guy with the bottle. <laughs> <laughs> I heard the guy with the bottle, Gleason. Yeah. Say hi, Paul. Hi. <laughs> All right. So, How's everybody um, doing out there? <laughs> so, the, awesome. so the majority of what we're going to talk about today is, of course, going to be the Ottawa Comic Con that just ha- happened over the last three days. Did you see the totals of how many people? Over thirty-eight thousand people. It's pretty impressive for a town like Ottawa. Yeah, and that's like they say three days. It's actually two, like two days and a bit because it's only really Friday evening. Well, no, it, start, it started technically at noon on Friday, and I do know a couple people who took the day off work to go and, uh, and do all of their... So, but, I mean, it's still basically two and a half days. Right. right? And that's incredible turnouts for that. Yeah, it's not bad. Um, we had the three-day... Um, Deluxe Pass. Blood pass, which allowed us to get through the, into it quite easy, which was very nice on Sunday morning when it was already starting getting busy just to walk yeah. right in. That was that was pretty nice. Yeah, the lineups for the poor schmoes who pay just the for the regular entry, either one day or three days, is um, is very very long, unfortunately. Now we were all there on the Friday evening, so let me start with that. Sure. Um, I spent most of my time, as you saw, uh, talking to different vendors and that, which was a lot of, a lot of fun. There's people from all over Canada and the States actually in the vending area. And yeah. Stuff from, like, uh, artist drawing stuff to people making stained glass to their own selling comic books to making little bot figurines of people. And, of course, the guy who had the table uh, <laughs> in the shape of Captain America shield was pretty impressive. The, the crowds were pretty good on Friday evening, too. Uh, yeah, it was quite busy. Yeah, but they, but they're not as crazy as it was like the Saturday afternoon. Oh, oh, oh. Um, you guys, yeah, you guys, I'm, I'm happy I skipped on the Saturday afternoon, to be honest with you. You guys did a lot of wondering on the uh, the Friday there, would you guys? Yeah, so while, while you were talking to people, Paul and I pretty much just checked out all the vendors. So we started all the way at one end. And just slowly moved our way up and down. Saw all of the um, all of the artists in Artist Alley. We saw all the vendors um, hawking their wares. All the people who had uh, brought their own comic books or whatever it is that they that they're promoting. Uh, the only thing that we didn't get to on that on that first day was uh, the comic book shops that had brought their like stacks and stacks of comic oh, books. Oh yes, yes. Uh and a couple of game stores as well who had brought just loads of board games. Mm-hmm. And uh, none of us had the amount of money we wanted to have uh, to spend, which is maybe a good thing. Uh, I actually bought everything that I was technically going to buy and actually a couple of stuff that I wasn't even planning on getting. But uh, I, didn't, um, I didn't go crazy overboard this year, which is good. And uh, like the crowds, were, everyone was friendly. I, like I really liked everyone overall. Uh, just great, friendly people. The cosplay was uh, better on the weekend than Friday evening, but still pretty good. Uh, it wasn't bad on Friday, actually. Most of the pictures I took were from Friday. Right. Probably about forty to fifty percent of the stuff that I uploaded to our Out of the Basement podcast Facebook page. Mm-hmm. Um, about half of that was from Friday. Yeah, and then uh, Saturday morning, uh, Paul bailed. And uh, are you accusing me of something? No, I'm just saying the truth. Paul bailed. 
So I'm just just saying. It's just saying. like I, I ended up. I decided to bail on Saturday night. Or Friday, Friday night. Yes, but I'm just saying you bailed for Saturday. That's that's a fact. It's not. Uh, well, it's a fact. I, you can't argue. It was, it, it was it was kind of poor decisions on their part to do it on Mother's Day, on Mother's Day weekend. Okay, so, you guys, Mother's Day. Is um, actually, it was Mother's Day weekend last year too. It was, yeah. Well, either way, I felt that I owed my mother a little bit more than just say, "Mo, I'm going to Comic Con. Have a good weekend." But, but you you, so, you stayed home on the Saturday. Mother's Day was the Sunday. Yeah, because there was something <laughs> on Saturday that I wanted to see. Right, right. so it wasn't for your mom then. It wasn't for your mom then. It was because there was nothing really interesting you on a Saturday. That's what it was. Nothing to do with your mom I for that. I ran it by her and she said it was okay. So I took the Saturday and spent time with her on that day. Okay, sure, sure. Um, anyways, Dev and I went, and we went there early enough. Well, we were there before 10 o'clock. And uh, we wanted to do... I want Deb wanted to get to the Summer Glow one, which we'll talk about in a second. I was mostly there just to get a photo op with Bruce Campbell and go to his Q&A. That was the only reason you were there. Well, no, I was actually planning to do more interviews with people. I, talk, I went around again to more vendors and was talking to some more. And again, I expanded myself. So I actually went to, like you guys did the Friday, I went all over the place first. And, and I chatted with a few people here and there, got some more business cards. Then I realized, oh, I better get in line for the photo op because it's starting to get busy. <laughs> And that was pretty much my time until I got the photo op and then went off to stand in line to go do the uh, Q&A. Uh, Dev actually managed to make to the Summer Glow Q&A. Dev? Yeah, so I, I pretty much was only there on Saturday just to see people. Um, because we got all the vendor hall stuff out of the way, uh, there wasn't really much to wander up and down the aisles to see. So I got a chance to look at a couple more costumes. But other than that, it was really just to go to the panels. So the first panel I went to, again, was the Summer Glow. And she is just the sweetest, kind of like the shy, awkward girl that she plays on TV. That's actually kind of how she is in real life. Mm-hmm. And uh, she went quite a bit into you know her, uh, her history, her background. Uh, a lot of questions were about her dancing career and how how her dancing led into some of the really cool action scenes and sequences that she's well you could tell she was a dancer from some of the way she was like like even in the um the way she was standing and, and with her ankles and toes and that sure in some scenes in firefly is like as obviously dancer training yeah and and in fact it was because of an injury to uh to i think it was her foot or ankle that kept her from being able to get up on pointed toes so mm-hmm. she, she she had to give up being a ballerina and that's kind of what led her into being an actress in the first place her, that wasn't the intent when she first started out anyway she had a really really sweet um very funny q a a lot of girls were asking questions of course because she's a a very popular female role model these days mm-hmm. in, uh, in, in yes. movies and tv shows well, and she's now in. She did a bit of. Well, she was in Big Bang for a bit. Now she's also in uh, Arrow, the Arrow show. Right, and and she went actually quite a bit into playing such a completely different role that she plays in Arrow because she plays kind of like this evil businesswoman. So her outfits were no longer you know biker boots and uh, and and spandex and and ass kicking. It was business suits and high heels. And so she she was talking about how she walked onto the uh, into the wardrobe on the first day and looked and said. Oh my god, what have I gotten myself into? Because <laughs> it was such an alien experience for her. But I mean, it was also a really good change to show her acting range. To sure. Go from just, you know, hey, I'm, uh, you know, the chick from Serenity, Firefly. 
you know, it shows you actually has actually ability and range, stuff like that, which is good. Well, that that actually leads me to believe that you've never seen her in the movie uh, or in the TV show uh, Sarah Connor Chronicles. No, where she plays a Terminator. Oh, she does. Yeah, so she mm-hmm. plays like this robotic, soulless um, being, but yeah. she does it in a way where. Uh, it's, it's completely different than, say, Arnold Schwarzenegger when he plays a, a Terminator. Like, he's just, like, unstoppable menace. Whereas she's more kind of cold and and emotionless and um, still unstoppable, but she's not, she's not like this crazy monster because she's so tiny. So she brings, like, a, a completely different type of um, scariness to the role. And she actually went out of her way to, to distance her as much from... Arnold Schwarzenegger's Terminator as possible when she was doing that role. It's actually a very good series. I highly recommend it. Okay, I'll have to check it out then. And then so that was, that was quite good. And then uh, I got my uh, photo op uh, done with Bruce Campbell, which everyone who, if you haven't seen it yet, I'm <laughs> surprised. Uh, with <laughs> yeah, because you're kind of pasting uh, it everywhere. <laughs> I've been pasting it everywhere. Hey, I'm, I've been hey, I've been at the core for out of the basement. I was actually hitting up business cards at crazy Friday night and Saturday morning, and even in the lineup, I was handing out the, the business cards and talking to people in that uh, for the lineup. And I mean, well, come on, the picture is great with with, with the way we did with the uh, holding the scotch glasses and that. The the picture actually is quite good, and I really like his jacket. And I yes, want a, yes. I want one of those gold lamel jackets to you. I was actually thinking of trying to find one in nice red and then make a nice red jacket. <laughs> nah, red's too uh, too tame. Okay, well, I'm, <laughs> I need the gold. <laughs> you didn't see his on Friday night then. It was it was pretty pretty bright. Uh, then we get to the important part for me the Q and A for Bruce Campbell. Right. Where he and, did a different. Yeah, he he did it. He was. Uh, let's just say his Q and A is unlike any Q and A you'll ever see because I, I'm sure yeah, he's been doing this for what 25, 30 years. Exactly. He must and, be bored to tears of people asking the exact same question every time. Yeah, because people don't ask him too much about. Well, I was. If I had a chance, uh, besides what I did, I was, I was asking to ask him about uh, Bulgaria and the Eastern Europe when he was doing The Man with the Screaming Brain and some of his other movies. Okay, like right? the old-style movies. Yeah, well, like, those were a long while ago, but he still was getting movies done for Sci-Fi Network. Sure. And those were the cheap areas to do them in. Like, he couldn't afford to do them in L.A. or other places, so he was going to Eastern Europe and, or Eastern Russia, or sorry, Eastern Europe and doing it. Uh, so I was wondering about things like Bulgaria next. I've been to, you know, Croatia and uh, Bosnia. Yeah, so I was going to ask him questions about that. Instead, I got to go up on you know on the panel. <laughs> yeah. So so what he did instead of answering questions is he did more like a comedy hour where he would do crowd work and he re- was asking people if they had interesting jobs or interesting mm-hmm. stories and those that he found interesting enough or worthy enough were brought to the stage to take part in a panel that he actually ended up hosting, so yeah. where where audience members could then ask questions of the panel members and he would kind of mediate. <laughs> Yes, exactly. which was actually a very interesting idea. It got the I found that people. So I heard some people saying, "Oh, it's pretty boring because he didn't answer questions." Like, well, well, this this was more of an he was playing the audience. He was doing the um, the game host. He was, yeah. he, you know, which worked because yeah, you're right. He's probably done this more than enough times. He probably knows all the questions he'll ever answer. So he wanted to have fun with the crowd. Right. And and the crowd got into it. I mean, they were cheering for different people. Um, I got up because I offered him a bottle of scotch. I mean, where else are you going to get that? That's right. We, we we resorted to bribery, whereas other people had interesting stories and life. Well, no, uh, the second the second woman, the second also girl offered, also had booze. That's true. But it was just a plastic bottle with cheap booze in there. Mine was actually a full bottle of blood. Well, not a full bottle of blood, which was actually funny because he's like, "You've already started drinking it." And I, was like, well, I just don't want it for long. But then the second woman also had had booze, and he's like, "Doesn't people?" 
do anything but drink in Ottawa but drink. Nope. <laughs> That's all we got. And so that was you know we had like a, a couple of questions asked of us and stuff, and he was uh, he was pretty good. And yes, I know I, I pushed our pl- a blog a little bit too much, but I had to. Uh, I mean, like I said, I, I think Bruce, you should have not pushed the other crap about your life that's not important you should have only just stuck with the, that, just the out of the basement podcast <laughs> yeah well, i did a good job of pushing it though yeah and, for sure uh, paul paul met a friend who said i got kicked off the panel pretty quickly which i don't agree with um the pretty much i was out first but the other people went off afterwards pretty quickly as well yeah like, he, right afterwards and he rotated through to a different group and in the second one he didn't really ask them they didn't get a chance to say as much either because he did the uh ash uh, count Agra. The, well, the lookalike contest. The lookalike contest where people and again it wasn't him it was the vote, audience voting of who he thought was the uh, the best Ash and he got into that really well again he's sort of going back and forth like no man did you put the effort into this you know <laughs> and, and making fun of it like he wasn't being like mean sarcastic with any of us no he was just being a funny dick you know I mean well exactly but it was it was in good humor like when sure. I said that the out of the basement podcast was responsible for getting Bruce Campbell there <laughs> con <laughs> which of course we were as we, we started were. the Twitter campaign the day that uh, the last con ended as soon as yeah, that exactly. ended we're like Bruce Campbell you gotta come here and so and we, we started bombarding we him start, with, with we, tweets we, we bombarded Comic Con uh, his his uh, actual web page his his fans web pages the, the, the Facebook pages and everything we started the, you know we, we got everyone going hey keep asking Bruce Campbell yep um, you know, so but I, I'm claiming pure victory on that. that oh, was, I know. That was it's still funny the way because when he comes, I was like, "Yes, that's what did." I wasn't going to come <laughs> until you four people. <laughs> but again, it wasn't like in a mean way. It was just, no, it was, no. He was, was being was, funny. It was being funny and all that. So it was it was quite good. And uh, and then the second panel was up there as well. And there was people who didn't get accepted in the panel because the audience didn't cheer enough for them. Correct. So again, it was. And entertaining. Like, yes, it wasn't a true q and It was more of an entertaining panel. Yeah, I think he answered one, maybe two questions total. Exactly. Which which was fine. And uh, actually, I think someone in the audience told me I, I, the, uh, the, the deadite-slayer.com, mm-hmm. they uh, videotaped it, and they'll be putting it up online eventually. Awesome. So that'll be able to, people, uh, obviously I'll be putting links up to that on there so people can, can see the whole Q&A, not just myself, but although I'm, you know, me, Bruce Campbell. <laughs> and uh, once again, focusing on the wrong person, hey, it's all about Bruce. It's not about Pat. It's all about Bruce. Yeah. Well, had you been there, Paul, you could have, you know, said something too, but no, you weren't. So you decided not to come. I wouldn't have said anything. I know, I know. Um, after that, unfortunately, though, I would have shaken my head in shame and tried to sneak out the back door. Are you kidding nah, me? Nah, man, it was awesome. Dev was screaming at the top of his lung when they like, mentioned the podcast. <laughs> and then even Bruce was like, hmm, looks like he actually got a couple of friends. <laughs> <laughs> then from there, Dev and I found we went out and there was a, too many people. Well, it still have been okay, but it was way too crowded. You couldn't barely move at this point in time. Well, yeah, it didn't help that, you know, a thousand or maybe 500 people just got out of the, that one auditorium and exactly, were all yes. moving down the hallway at the same time. Yeah. That was pretty much the same thing that happened um, on the Sunday after yeah. the Stargate panel. Exactly. So, and also the fact that Dev and I have been there, you know, already for a few hours, standing in line and all this sort of stuff. So, we figured, okay... And also, we'd seen the people we wanted to see. Yeah, there wasn't really much else for me at this con. Like that was those two are, are the main ones I wanted to see. I, I kind of wanted to see Carl Urban on Sunday, 
but I didn't make it to that, and we'll talk about that in a couple of minutes. Yeah. And um, for me, I was too, it was too crowded to be able to do any interviews with people or anything, so I figured, oh, let's just head back home. Uh, and then Sunday, Dev didn't sleep very well. No, no it's, there, there's, there's a whole story, too. So after I came back from the, the Saturday Comic-Con, I spent a couple hours just kind of putzing around the house, and then just was overwhelmed with this just fatigue. I don't know where it came from. I don't know if it was due to just the amount of people that I had to deal with. Because, you know, I'm, I'm one of those people who doesn't really like to be uh, just surrounded by people in, in like a giant crowded um, uh, atmosphere. So I don't know if that, that had a lot to do with it. But I ended up just taking a nap for a couple hours and it totally threw off my sleep cycle. Next thing I know, I'm waking up at 8.30 thinking it's 8.30 a.m. I'm like, oh, God, I got to get to the con. It's Sunday. <laughs> it's time for me to get back. So, and, but I was still exhausted. Turns out it was actually still p.m., and uh, totally throw off my sleep schedule. Next thing I know, it's 4 o'clock in the morning, and I'm finally falling asleep. Yeah. Needless to say, yeah. I didn't make it up for Crawler the next day. <laughs> no. Well, and that's the problem. Neither of us did, because the way the timing worked, Carl Urban was at 11. Right. The Stargate one was at 12.30. Right, so if you were in the Carl Urban Q&A, you would not be in the lineup to get to the next one. Actually, you would have been, um, sort of. Um, I found it well, because it's, there wasn't the... The Q and A for Stargate wasn't fully crowded, so there would have been no, space. No, it wasn't. Get, so you would have had space to get in. Um, so you still could have done the Carl Urban Q and A and gone into the Stargate, but we didn't know this, right? Because you're like, oh, well, well you, you never, you never take the chance, right? Well, exactly. And for me, I was planning to do a, like again. I went to the plan. Okay, this time I'm going to do some more interviews with people I want to talk to. Well, that was thrown off as soon as we got there, though, wasn't it? Yeah, exactly, because there was already a lineup for Bruce Campbell, who wasn't signing for another two hours. But there was already a lineup because on Saturday, there was quite a lot of people who got cut short because he they, they just had to cut it short. Well, not cut it short. He'd already done a lot of autographs, and there was just still too big a line. And the next day, there was uh, Summer Glau had a huge lineup. Bruce Campbell had a huge lineup. Uh, Ray Park, huge lineups. Uh, Robert, C., Robert England had a huge lineup. Those are the big ones for, for the lineups. I mean, Carl Urban, and, Carl Urban had a pretty good lineup as well, but it was mostly, uh, you know, Summer Glau, Bruce Campbell, uh, Robert England, and then sort of Ray Park. Were the okay, so Summer Glau, relevant. She's been in a lot of stuff recently. Um, Bruce Campbell, like, just a god. Everyone knows him. But Robert England hasn't really been anything since... Okay, he's been in stuff since Freddy. He's, but. Done, he's done tons of stuff, but he's, it's also, like, don't forget, there's a lot of horror fans. Yeah, true. And this sort of thing, this is, like, a big... Like, they were, they were selling uh, the pictures of uh, Bruce Campbell, uh, Robert England, and... The guy who uh, plays Freddy. I can't remember his name now. Or not Freddy, um... Jason. 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 Um, the guy in the mask. Yeah, and he, he's got huge pipes, man. He's really built. But, though they were selling, I was $150 to get a picture of all three of them, and several, a lot of people actually spent the money to get all three of them together. Sure. So there was there was a dedicated uh, fan horror base there, and, which was good to see, but um, also they weren't trading as much money as some other people. Um, it was like, uh, Christopher, Christopher Boyd was Boyd there. Christopher Boyd was charging $75 uh, for a picture, which was, I thought, a little, little crazy. Yeah. Uh, Kane, Kane Hodder, that's the one. Kane Hodder is the other guy. Uh, Jason. Jason. Uh, but yeah, it was, there definitely was Summer Glau and Bruce Campbell were the biggest uh, lineups. And as expected. 
Yeah, and unfortunately, we didn't get to see Carl Urban. So, if any of our fans or other links we've done have seen Carl Urban, uh, let us know how it went because we were we were very interested in that. One. Yeah, for sure. And then I actually meant to I'll talk, get, throw over to Paul in a second uh, after I got my autograph because yes, Bruce obviously remembered me. <laughs> As that was a very very funny story though. While I'm the entire time I'm waiting in line uh, for the autograph. Several people were going, aren't you the guy with the glass, the bottle? Like, yes, that's me. So everyone was like, oh, yeah, she's actually like familiar with that. So it was good. We had a lot, of, a lot of fun talking and stuff like that. And Bruce is actually pretty good for autographs. Any woman who or anybody who had a small little kid uh, got to go up front, even cutting off the VIPs. So they didn't have to wait in line with a little kid for a long time. That's he took awesome. them up. Yeah, he took them up right away and uh, and got signed and sent off. Even before, like as soon as he started, they were they were taken up and like before some of the VIP people even. So. Cool. Okay, Paul, awesome. your turn. That's nice. My turn for the Auto Comic Con. Well, what do I want to talk about? You guys pretty much cover just about everything, no, no, except you, for the Stargate. Since you were the one at the Stargate, Stargate panel, that's the one you should talk about. The, the interesting thing about the Stargate panel is, well. I thought I'd be a little bit more shocked and odd of being in the same room as some of these people that I've followed in the, te- the TV series, various TV series, for the past 15 years or so that they've been out. But really, I got there and I was just like, cool, you know, that's about it. I didn't feel, I didn't feel inspired like I thought I would, you know? I was like, I could have seen this on TV, <laughs> you know, and it wouldn't have felt any different to me. But it was kind of neat to see the stories, or hear the stories, and see them, I guess, and learn a whole bunch about, like, them as people. Yeah. I had no idea that some of them were as dirty-minded as that, <laughs> yeah, to be that honest. Was, that was funny. There was some... Um, Chris Judge, he shocked me. <laughs> yes. I, I did not expect that at all, but... Uh, sorry, but his tattoos and that, he's like, oops, why can't I talk about the other tattoo? <laughs> Well, it was you missed the you missed the very beginning of it. Like the first thing, the first thing they do, they come on the stage, right? Yeah. And they and they they just kind of uh, wait. They came on the stage. Not like that. They walked out onto the stage okay. and started discussing. Only you would take it that way, jeez. Well, but, we were uh, just talking about how apparently dirty minded this this whole panel was. Well, well, no, it's just the very first thing that, you know, they, they just kind of sit there and they're like, they don't know where to, to go with it. So they just kind of talk about how, what it was like seeing each other again after so many years. Because apparently the three of them, like uh, Christopher Judge and Amanda Tapping and Martin uh, Wood, was, that was the first time that the three of them had really been together in the past, what was it, like eight years or something? So they hadn't done any other panels together? No, because I they, they they jokingly said that they had like a restraining order against Christopher Judge. <laughs> so, but they're like, but but first thing Martin Wood says is like, oh, hugging hugging Chris after this long, I forgot that he makes noises when you hug him, <laughs> which insinuated a, a gaseous gaseous problem. Okay. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and they they started talking about that, and he's he's like, I don't have a problem. And Amanda Tapping turns to him and says, she's like. And what, what show were you working on? <laughs> you know, that's the first thing she says. And, it's, of course, everybody starts breaking out laughter. It was a good way to break the uh, break the ice, you know. And then they started taking the questions. And it was just, you know, it was kind of interesting. They, they, they had such great stories that, I mean, I think they only asked 
I think they, they could only went through like 10 people in terms of questions. Wow, that's in the, very in slow. In the entire, well, yeah, they, I mean, each, each conversation that they had regarding the questions took like 10 to 15 minutes, okay. right? Well, yeah, because they, so, they, they, they went into details from the stuff I saw. They actually went in, like, they didn't just answer quickly. They, they told stories about it as well. Yeah. And, and, I mean, at the end there, they were, the guy uh, from the Comic-Con, he said, he's like, okay, we've got, you know, last question. And they, 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 the three of them turned to him and like, no way. Yeah. Like, two, at least three more questions. So they, <laughs> they actually made the, the, the panel extend past the time it was supposed to because they're like, Carl Urbitz went long. Why can't ours go long? <laughs> so they got to they got to do the extra three questions, which was which was really nice. It was it was really neat to uh, to see them answer some of the questions, like who who their favorite bad guy was, or what were their favorite uh, you know uh, actors or actresses. Yeah, and and you know accidents that happened on set and, and things like that. You know. My phone was the one I came in when they were talking about their, their incidents up when they went to the cast went to Alaska or whatever, the Arctic to film, I guess. Yeah, they, they were filming the Continuum movie. Okay. Um, which was supposed to tie up uh, Stargate SG-1. It, it kind of came at the end. Anyway, they uh, yeah they, they filmed most of it in the Arctic. And it was just funny to hear the stories that they had to say, like how uh, Christopher Judge didn't go up with them for any of the filming mm -hmm. because, you know, he was the one black guy in the ice place and <laughs> polar bears can track you for 300 kilometers. So he's like, he's like, no, I'm out. <laughs> he's like, he's like, I'm the black guy. I've seen on all that snow pretty good. <laughs> you know, and it was just kind of the funny stories that they, they said from that, you know. So it was a good panel though. You enjoyed it? I did enjoy it. And I think everybody who went really enjoyed it. Um, it, it was just, there was lots of laughs the entire time. It was it was really enjoyable. I'd like to do it again. Well, you'll get your chance um, next year. I, I think we all, well, I know Paul and I agree next time. We want to do the VIP passes. So we have, it, it's not just, it's, well, A, avoid the lineups, but it gives us more time while we're avoiding the lineups because you could just go in, you know, a few minutes. Yeah, we, we wasted a lot of time on Sunday in line. We yeah. really did. Well, like I said, most of my time in the morning was just the lineup to get the other yeah, well, what time did we get there? Uh, like, before, a little after 10. Was it a little after 10 or just what, before 10? Well, a little after 10, once the parking and we got in and everything, it was just a little, yeah. like, just a little bit of after 10. And, and then we just kind of wandered towards the uh, the artist's alley or whatever. Yeah, and then it's like, oh, wait. And as, as soon as you got there, you're like, that's the line for Bruce Campbell. Yeah. It's, they're already lining up. It's two hours ahead of time. Yeah. So you kind of, you went into panic mode. And, well, it's a good uh, thing I did because it's like, in not too much time, like like while you were standing there, we also had like a whole bunch more people started showing up while you were oh, there yeah. waiting for me, and it started wrapping around while Paul was actually there, and it was yeah. still like this wasn't even ten thirty, and it was already people wrapping around in the lines. Like uh, okay, so that that threw off doing anything else. And then Paul went to the lineup for the uh, Stargate one. Well, eventually, once he went up, like I think after twelve eleven, he went. Well. Um we got in touch with Adam from uh, uh, episode twenty-eight. Yep. Yes, and uh, he he came and met us uh, at the line for Bruce Campbell. And uh, I figured at that point, if I was going to see anything other than just standing in line, I'd better go with him. So he and I wandered off, and we we went up and down all the vendors again, like we did on Friday. And there wasn't really anything that we hadn't seen before. So. Yeah. 
by the time by the time Carl Urban's panel had started, which was around eleven o'clock, I said, "Well, why don't I go? I'm going to go out and get in line for the Stargate." And I thought, you know, it's I didn't know what to expect in terms of the line. Right, because that was your first uh, Q and A panel, right? Yeah, pretty much. So, I mean, Adam wanted to go and get his uh, his yep. Halo his Halo Spartan. Uh, Uniform on that he had made, which we actually have a picture up on the, uh, the site, the Facebook site. on the site. Yeah, it's the one that's blue and orange. If anybody's looking, and uh, he. I uh, you're, to, you're supposed to tag him. Uh, I'll get to it. He uh, <laughs> he wanted to go do that, so we. I think he and I headed off to his car for like a good half hour for him to put this thing on and it was it was quite tedious but it looked really good and then he's like yeah i want to go see the stargate panel so we're like i'm like okay you just put this uniform on and now you want to go and stand in a lineup which we did yeah there was actually a lot of people in (laughs) uniform or sorry in costume in the lineup um some of the some of the good pictures that i took and have put up on the facebook page are all from the lineup for um for uh bruce campbell yeah, well, yeah. We, we got we got lucky. Like we went we went to the lineup at about I'd say a quarter after eleven, and we we started standing in the line. There was only like twenty people in front of us. Okay, nice. So we're like we're like cool. So we're just standing there, and then some more people came out, and I think it was around just before twelve. Um, it then it started to get really busy really fast, and in, in the lineup. I mean, we had stood there for probably about forty five minutes, and there wasn't really anything, and then suddenly it like. 12 o'clock hit it's just half hour before the panel it's just turned into pandemonium out there it was just crazy the lines that that started that was probably the carl urban letting out so all those people were trying yeah, to get to the next uh, panel and they just they just went right through for the next one which which you know i figure if we get um you know if we get vip passes right you just go in and as soon as the panel's done, you just go right out into the line and pass everybody and go right back into the bloody place. True. You know? So, you know, that's, I think that's one of the better things we should do for VIP. That, just, and, you know, if, if there is somebody we want to go see, get an autograph or get a photo with, the VIP pass gets us right by through the line right away for the mm-hmm. most part. So we have more time to spend doing the other stuff that we need to do. Yeah. Just that's, remember that it's two hundred dollars. No, well, we know that. It's just yes, but it's a, it. Is it, it would be an expense that would make up the price difference. Yeah, there's also like like I said, the time that we save not going from different you know area to an area. I think yeah. for me it would make it worthwhile. See, yeah. I I only go to do the Q and A's anyway. I'm not interested in spending money to have my picture taken or to have autographs to anyone. So. I don't really care about jumping the queue for those. I really only care about the lineups for the Q&A. And as a, um, as a deluxe member, it doesn't really get you... Uh, last year it did. Last year they had two separate lineups for all the Q&A panels as well. So the deluxe people got, actually got into a, a much shorter, faster-moving panel um, uh, lineup queue for the uh, panels as well. This year, I don't know if they... If, I, don't, I don't think they did that. No, this year the only thing that Deluxe Pass got you was through the door fast right. to start, and that was that was pretty much the only difference between the Deluxe Pass and the uh, and the regular passes. The VIP Pass got you all that extra stuff. Well, right, you don't even have to get into a lineup if you have a VIP no. Pass. You just no, walk right sorry. in. 
So, I mean, like I said, that, that's something we can think about for next year. Uh, but overall, like, again, then, then after the Q&A or the uh, Stargate one, the crowds were pretty big. We ran into Jace there uh, for a little bit, whose wife actually was in a movie with Bruce Campbell. Which is crazy. Yeah. Um, so that's quite impressive that she, you know, she did that. The, um, what else was I going to say? So we, overall, um, I think the experience for me, like, was really enjoyable. I, I had a really good time. I recommend it for everyone. And, uh, talking to people from, uh, like I said, we've been to the Halifax one and the Montreal con, and they're saying, like, the, uh, the auto one has grown the most, the quickest, well, it's like, all, this is also their third year, so you have to keep No, but no, even still, like, they were saying the Halifax one did not grow as fast as this did. The uh, it, the amount that the, the this con has grown is crazy, they're saying. Like, it's just, it's grown a lot more than any of the other con they've seen for a long time. Yeah. So, which is, which is quite, quite good to see. Um, I can only imagine what it'll be like next year. Well, that's the thing, it's like, are they going to have to expand, and... Where would well, they go? geez, they have they you know they don't have a lot of space. Well, there's you they, know, and it was full. Yeah, they'd have to end up going to places like I don't know the Corral Center or or, or what to maybe have enough space for it. Uh, I don't even think the Corral Center would be the right kind of venue no. for it because it's it's a the actual floor it's, space of that is not very big compared to what we have. As yeah, the I know. That's the just, like exactly. I'm not too sure how they how they would do it. Well, Ottawa is not. Like we don't have a convention center larger than what what they're in, so that's pretty much as as good as it's ever going to get. Well, the only other thing they can do is expand outside into a tent system. Yeah, and, you know, and, that, and they 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 helped a lot of that by putting the lines outside into a tent. Yeah, they they yeah. learned that from the first year where they they tried to actually have people lining up inside the hall or at the at that entrance area where um, where you did all the processing. And that, of, yeah. of course, did not work at all. So in the second year, that's when they came up with this tent system for all the lineups to get in and for the Q&A panels. And that worked out much better. Yeah. And uh, But again, letting everyone know that uh, I think uh, we all enjoyed it. We all had a great time. We recommend it to everyone to try it again <laughs> another time. <laughs> Speaking of next year... We have a task now for all our fans and everyone we're going to link up with. Simon Pegg next year is a goal for Out of the uh, Basement Podcast. We are going to bring Simon Pegg to... Well, we're going to attempt. We're going to attempt. No, no, there is no... Yeah, there... <laughs> do or do not, there is not. no try. <laughs> and you know, if, if we pull this off and Simon Pegg is here next year, uh, I think that pretty much uh, automatically... Um, <laughs> Uh, yeah, we get the we get the take credit. For yeah, we're, yeah, we're going to take credit for that. Well, well, not only will we take credit for that, <laughs> two but that's in a row, two but years in a row. that in, that invalidates or not invalidates, but it validates Valid. that we actually got Bruce Campbell here as well. Exactly. Yeah, it'll be a bit you of vindication. You may not for know us. it, but we did it. <laughs> and, uh, you may not admit to it, but and uh, yes, as as the, the the guy who's been pumping up Bruce Campbell for the longest time on the podcast, I'm quite happy I got to be my hero. And um, and obviously, I actually met a whole bunch of really cool people in the lineups. I mean, that's one thing I actually didn't mind too with the lineups. I did did get to talk to a lot of fun people in that, um, and I, I put as many links as I could on our, our site there. Uh, sorry for some of the people I couldn't I couldn't find you on Facebook and stuff like that. You, you 
need to update your your, your, your ones. I'll put the links of the companies, but uh, get Facebook, man. Come on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah everyone, everyone should have a Facebook presence. If you if you want to promote yourself, you need a Facebook presence. Yes, and, and speaking of which, to be the way, yeah. That the people that I that I linked, please like us. So we, we want to hit 100 likes on, on Facebook. So please, please, if you're listening to this, just... Just don't just like with the podcast. Like the whole page, please. Or just like we, we try our best. No, we'll like, just, like the yeah. podcast as well. But oh, you like the podcast? Oh, yeah. Definitely yeah. Like the page because if we get a hundred, that helps us even more. So correct. So, uh, so I think this is it for. Oh, I can't think of anything else to say. Uh, for for Comic Con, strictly for a strictly podcast or a Comic Con based podcast. Um, I think we've pretty much, ex, 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 you know, gotten to the point where we can't add anything oh, else. Oh, well, actually, yeah, we can. Uh, overall, it was pretty well run. The the white, the yellow minion guys did a good job of. Uh, as far as I can, I only heard one story of someone who didn't have a good time, a vendor who didn't have a good uh, incident with one of the minions. But overall, they they seem to be doing a pretty good job. The red security guys were keeping things. Well, there wasn't any real issues, anyways, as far as I could tell. Everything, everyone was pretty happy, even when they're hugely crowded and everything. Everyone stayed pretty happy. Uh, the ranters, there was a black, the ones in the black shirts, I think. They were the rant, uh, They were the guys running the Q um, and A's and stuff like that. Uh, again, they kept things running. I mean, some people went over time and were late on that, but that happens all the time. So I think at this point, if they don't if they don't try to schedule in some over over time, o- yeah. over time then they're shooting themselves in the foot. Yeah. So again, um, kudos to the guys who ran the the Comic Con. Uh, Thirty eight thousand people in you know two and a half days or so is quite an incredible feat. Uh, they got some really good stars in. And everyone was quite happy with it. So uh, it'll only it'll only get bigger next year, too. Exactly, and better. So this is only the third year. And imagine how much they've grown. And, and yeah, so kudos to the guys who ran the uh, the Comic Con. Okay, so that that preclude, or ends our Comic Con portion of the podcast. Now let's go on and do. Um, well, that's all I was going to do. I thought this was just a special. No, 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 no. We, we we can keep going. I mean, it's only been thirty five minutes. Let, let's oh, let, let's, let's turn into a. There's another person I wanted to chat with as well. So no, well, let's turn into a full uh, full podcast. There's another person I wanted to chat with. I don't really care. Oh. You're you're <laughs> the one who initiated doing it tonight, man. We, we were prepared to do it on Wednesday. Patrick was going to join us, but no, you're like, let's do it tonight. It's got to get done. So here we are. No, it's because it was the post Comic Con Comic Con. Yes, and and we're going to keep going and turn this into a full uh, full podcast. So our week <laughs> in the hobby. Did you guys do anything geek related in the past week? I have. Yes, I um, I got back into Star Wars uh, you know, public a bit. Oh, you should have told uh, me. I would have totally joined you. Well, it was it was spur of the moment thing with James. Okay. Uh, it oh, started, it started, I see. It started, it with started your on precious May 4th. James. <laughs> it started on the May Fourth weekend. Okay. And I just kind of just kind of kept going a little bit with it, and uh, I'm kind of enjoying it again. But uh, I don't I don't know how long I will stick with it. You know, I got a lot. Of, I got a lot of other things on my mind and and stuff, and it's just something nice. It's a nice distraction. I just wanted to play with James again because I haven't for a while. You sure. know, I've been, I've been playing with with you doing Diablo and all this other stuff, and I needed. I wanted to have to play with him again, so that's what I 
And that's the only game that we play together, so. No, I haven't done anything really game-wise besides uh, playing up for a big Warhammer 40k thing coming up on the weekend. Uh, the only thing I can really say that I've done in the past week, other than the normal Diablo, is um, I went and saw Spider-Man 2. Oh, yes. How was it? I, I actually really liked it. Um, uh, the, the background they've come up with for Electro was incredible. Like, they, they did a really good job with with that whole character and bringing him from being a normal human um, actually being like one of Spider-Man's biggest fans and how the rejection kind of turns him into this crazy villain. I mean, obviously there's also like an accident that, that gives him his powers, but at, in the beginning he's still like, the, uh, he's basically just a fan and he wants to just hang out with Spider-Man. But through a series of misunderstandings and accidents, he, he turns evil basically. And um, so they, they did a really good job with that. And all the other, like, out-of-suit stuff was done pretty well as well. I, I really liked it. Did a really good job. I just sent you a link for a funny co- for a funny uh, cartoon yes. that, was, that was related to Spider-Man 2. I just thought I'd send it to you so you maybe could take a look at it. Well, you ma- maybe you <laughs> should put a link to it in our show notes. Yes. Well, or I'm oh, I guess I, oh, you're the one that does the show. Right, I guess I would have to then do that. Fine. You can still put it on their Facebook page. No, it'll be easier if we just put it onto, uh, onto the show notes. Okay, so that's um, old business. What about uh, news and rumors? Do you guys have anything? I have a ton of stuff for news and rumors. Well, yeah, you, uh, go for it. I don't have too much because I've okay. been working and stuck in... Every, uh, every, everyone else go first, I'll go last, and I'll oh, just yeah, go for think. 20 minutes. I, oh really? For once, Pat has nothing. <laughs> I know. Yes. I'm shocked. I know. Well, I'm just still in awe of having met Bruce Campbell, right? So it's still like uh, news and rumors. What do I got? Uh, nothing. Dev, you're up. <laughs> okay. So uh, May 24th, uh, the release of the seventh edition of Warhammer 40K. Oh yes. yes That's yes, a pretty yes, big yes. one, and um, like there's a lot of rumor sites out there who are talking about what some of the changes that are coming up are but it looks like the ones that have the most traction and from you know some inside sources that seem to have the most grains of truth to them are they're completely changing the way they do the force organization chart so for those of you who aren't 40k fans this might be a bit of a bore for the next five minutes i'm going to go into what the what some of these proposed upcoming changes seem to be so um, there's act- and, and there's actually an, a cool video that I sent around to our 40k players in our in our, in our game group, uh, where uh, Jervis Johnson, yes. one of the designers for Games Workshop, was talking about what these changes are. So that, that pretty much guarantees that these changes are in, seeing as how he's an actual uh, employee of Games Workshop. Oh, that's pretty impressive. So maybe what I'll do is I'll put a link to that in the show notes as well, or yes. I will link it directly to the other uh, Facebook page. Okay, so here's the upcoming changes. Force organization charts are getting completely redone. Um, well, that's not quite true. There's going to be three different ways, apparently, of doing uh, organizing your units. So the current force organizations chart is going to stay the same, but and if you choose to, to adhere to that, you're going to get some bonuses. Uh, they haven't really gone into what those bonuses are, but they're basically going to help your, the cohesiveness of your unit. Secondly, um, and for the past, say, six months, they've been putting out what they call formations. So formations originally were for Apocalypse, which is like a a huge 
uh, point system where it's it, it's a it's the same game. This is played at a much larger scale, and you're dealing with like super heavy tags. You're dealing with these giant titans that are walking through, just laying swaths, killing swaths of people at a time. So they put together these formations, and it makes it easy for you to purchase them at at the, the Games Workshop store or online, where they'll give you everything as a one, one big bundle. So, you have your regular force organization, force organization chart, which gives you some flexibility on what you do, but also gives you structure. Then you have formations, which are completely rigid. You must field this formation as is. So, if it has, you know, one tank, if it has two units of troops, if it has uh, one uh, commander, and it's all for, like, say, 1,500 points, that's exactly what you're fielding. It's completely rigid. You have no say in what you put into that unit. You might be able to swap out weapons and stuff, but that's about all you have. And then force organization chart, which gives you structure, but also gives you leeway of what you put. So you have, like, so you have to have a minimum of two troops, which are just regular guys. And then as, as long as you uh, fill that, you can then put, like, say, up to two elites. You can put two headquarters. You can do whatever you want. But you have to still maintain some structure. And then the third way that they're doing um, organization is called Unbound. And with Unbound, you have limitless. You, all you care about is points values. Aside from points values, you can do whatever you want. So if you want to put in just like these giant um, monsters into your Terranid army, say, you can do that. As long as, of course, at this point, you now have to have a conversation with your opponent before you play the game so that everyone has an expectation of, of what the game is going to be like. So you say, I'm bringing an undoubted army. This is what I'm thinking about putting into it. Is that something you're interested in? So it, it, because they're, they're, they, they're doing away with the potential of not... So Sorry. Since they're giving you the potential of not having having to adhere to the force organization chart, you have no real idea what you might be coming up against. So at this point, you really want to have a conversation with your opponent before you play the game. I mean, that, that's what we do normally anyways, and, and we haven't really had strict adherence to the force organization chart at times if we want to do something cool. So it's not going to affect our game group at all, but for those people who are into tournaments, that's, that's going to really affect them. And then the tournament organizers, organizers are going to have to say ahead of time what will be allowed and what won't be allowed. Okay. So that's 40k rumors. Uh, oh. Go ahead. I, I do have sometimes rumor. I realize what I'm doing for the new stuff. Okay. I'm actually uh, putting together a... Uh, I'm going to start putting together little videos of informative for the games we've, we've talked about for the role-playing games. Right. Uh, like 23 minutes of like you know uh, Pendragon, the background behind it, how it's played, and stuff like that. And I'll put it I'll put it on our YouTube site as well. Sure. Because we we talk about it a little bit, but I was going to go for anyone who actually has an interest in finding more about it to, to do stuff like that. So go into more detail on how to play the game, what some exactly. of the rules are, what makes it different than other game systems. Yeah, show like the character, you know, character sheets and stuff like that. Okay. All and right. Yeah, I'll be doing the first one is Pendragon. I'll be doing Deadlands and other ones as well. So, sorry, I'm done now. Okay. Uh, let's talk movies. Are you, are you really? Yes. Cool. <laughs> let, 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 let's talk movies. You guys know that there's a crazy amount of blockbusters coming out this summer. And yes, I know. Some Godzilla's of them are the superheroes. Next weekend. Okay, and so. I want to see Godzilla. Starting May 16th, Gorzira. Very excited about that. Yep. Yep, and it looks it's interesting because it's uh, 
they're going back to the, the you know the show the Japanese days and then uh, and then the modern you know then, then a modern version of Godzilla. I actually have intentionally stayed away from any um, trailers or anything about the movie. I've seen oh, okay. some of like the like the the teasers that they've had at the beginning of other movies that I've seen, and I'm I'm really happy they've only been teasers where it's you know just a bunch of guys uh, doing a halo jump, and all of a sudden they're drifting through clouds. They get through the clouds, and all of a sudden you just see like the the outline of Godzilla. That was yep. pretty cool. And so it, it basically tells you what the movie's about, but doesn't give you any details about what you'll actually see on the screen, which I'm really happy about. So that's May 16th. One week after that comes X-Men Days of Future Past. Yes. Um, yeah, this... Uh, for those of you who've seen the new reboot of the X-Men series, where it's it's all in the past, it's like the, the origins of... Professor X and like the, the initial group of people that he brings together as the X-Men uh, but it also crosses with the previous trilogy so uh, Picard uh, what's his name? Jean, um, Patrick Stewart Patrick Stewart he's going to be in it as uh, old uh, Professor X and then of course young Professor X played by was it Michael Fassbender? it's not Fassbender it's, it's the other guy anyway it's Fassbender plays the Magneto but uh, so anyway, it's the it's the merging of those two universes together as um, as Wolverine is sent back in time. So again, I, I haven't really seen a lot of the uh, trailers for it. I've intentionally avoided them, but you know you, you can't really help but see certain scenes, and it gives you kind of like the overview of what the movie's going to be about. So that looks really cool, and that's May twenty third, one week after Godzilla. Uh, the next one after that comes June 6th, which is Edge of Tomorrow, the new Tom Cruise movie. There are aliens. There's Tom Cruise stuck in like a Groundhog Day-like time loop. Um, he wears uh, an exoskeleton. Yeah, I, I, that looks interesting. I want to see that one. Yeah, he wears an exoskeleton, and he does a lot of running. And we know how much Tom Cruise loves to run in movies. <laughs> yes. Yes, he does. So that looks pretty cool. Um, that is June 16th. Then the new Transformers movie, the one with Marky Mark instead of Shia LaBeouf, comes June 27th. Oh, yes. So that looks interesting. Again, I have no idea what the actual plotline of any of the movies are. Um, like I've seen like the original three Transformer movies, of course, but I, I don't know anything about this new one. Uh, so that's the 27th. Uh, then we go into July. July 18th, there's a movie called Jupiter Ascending by the yeah, so Wachowski sure brothers. I don't know if I really want to see that one. I've seen some of the stuff about it. I'm not, a, not really sold on it. Again, I've seen nothing about it, but I, except for a couple of like teaser videos where it's obviously sci-fi, futuristic. So that looks interesting. Um, uh, Mila Kunis is in it. And yes, really... yeah, I mean, she looks pretty good, and, and it just... Uh, like I said, I've seen some of the stuff about it, and that, that unfortunately was probably I shouldn't have done that. <laughs> uh, I don't want to say too much more. It just, it's sort of once again this this girl like it's a little bit sort of like a version of female version of Ender's Game. Okay. So that well, Ender's Game was a fun movie. So this that that could be interesting as well. And of course, we'll tell you more about it after I've seen it <laughs> because I'm the only one who's guaranteed to see all these movies. Yes. Well, okay. I'm going to go see Godzilla. Oh, I'll, go, I'll go with you to see it. Okay. Okay, so that's July 18th and the next one after that and the one I'm 
not most looking forward to, but I'm really looking forward to, is the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles coming out on this day. Again, with some trepidation about some of the changes that are made to the background, but even still, it, it could at least be interesting. No, I mean, it, well, it's Michael Bay, so it's always hard to tell. He does the lowest common denominator movies. Yeah, sometimes. Explosions and stuff, and not always the best stories. Um, but, I mean, they are entertaining, usually. Yeah, I, mean, I think I think time will tell on this one. I'll have to go see it and then give you a a review of what it uh, what it entails. Well, I'm gonna go see the Turtles movie too. Yeah, I want to see it because I've seen all the Turtles movies. Uh, you know, I even saw the the, the animated show with the Turtles. See, uh, unfortunately, they, those have all been pretty terrible, and they've been well, okay, not terrible, but they've been very watered down. And they've yeah. been very kidified. But this one looks like it's not kidified anymore, which looks interesting. Yeah, I, I go back to the very beginnings, the original black and whites, where yes. well, these guys the were like, the, like, dark heroes. This seems to be doing that a little bit. Um, and I, I know some people complain that, oh, they don't like the way they, uh, they look. It's like, dudes, have you seen humanoid-looking turtles running around? <laughs> Well, it's 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 not cartoon anymore, right? It's actually a a rubber suit or maybe whatever it's made of suit that they're wearing. So you have to make it. You you can't make it as as you can't do it the same way they did it in the in the cartoons because they could do whatever they wanted. They didn't have to deal with physics. Whereas in the real world, because you're dealing with real actors wearing yes. uh, outfits, then you have to be a bit more conscious about how they look. And or, sorry, you have to be. You have to be more forgiving on how they look because it's it's hard to make it fit on a human body when it's obviously a a another creature that has mutated. Very true. Very true. All right, so that's uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles coming out August eighth. Um, that's about all that I really have to talk about. Um, I don't really have any other news and rumors coming up. Um, um, well, there's. Other movies. I'm trying to remember. There's other whole bunch of other ones coming up that, even not even big ones, that still look interesting. But I'm just trying to remember uh, them. I don't remember them offhand. But those. I mean, those are the big ones, obviously, that are coming up. But there's some other interesting ones. Like, um, I'm trying to remember. Now. Sorry, just give me a quick second here. <laughs> oh, Maleficent. Maleficent. The the Disney retake there. Uh, the uh, Sleeping Beauty. Okay. Yeah, where you get it from uh, the witch's point well, of view. Well, it's not just the witch's, but it's also changing it where she's not as bad as what you first thought. Uh, you know, they're, they're, they're doing their retelling of, like, there's a reason. Like, you know, in the original ones, they're bad because they're bad, period. That's it. You don't you don't question why. And now yeah, this is the one where you're supposed, to, you're supposed to view it and feel sympathetic towards the witch. Exactly, because there's history which, which I thought was kind of a neat idea and has caught my attention to see this movie. Mm-hmm. So The other one is How to Train Your Dragon 2. Uh, I really like the first one. The first one was awfully cute. So I don't know how the second one's going to do. I mean, they did have... Well, have you seen any of the, uh, the TV stuff that they've yeah, done yeah, yes, that? yes, the TV shows were, weren't too bad, actually. They, they did a pretty good job. No, yeah. I skipped out on those. Okay. Um, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. Again. Oh, that's true. I totally forgot about that. That's August, right? Um, no, July. Is it July? It's July. Okay. 
uh, one July 18th. So that's another one that's coming out of uh, that Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. The ones also looks pretty good. Again, that um, first Dawn of uh, the first ape movie was quite good. Um, Hercules with uh, the Rock, Dwayne Johnson, <laughs> also in July. Uh, it, it has to be better than the other one that sort of came and went this year, which was really really bad. There was a Hercules movie this year. Yeah, it was really bad. He had magic powers. He could, you know, he had he turned a chain into lightning and stuff like that. How did I miss this movie? That sounds right yeah. up my alley. It, it really wasn't in very long at all. It was gone before you could even say anything. Okay. Uh-huh. Uh, so yeah, Dwayne Johnson is hurt. Yeah, he, he's got the build for it, so mm. you know I can sort of see. Um, then another one you missed, Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh my God, how did I miss Guardians of the Galaxy? That's beginning of August. Uh, ties in with the Marvel uh, Avengers net for uh, the Collector, which you saw at the end of Thor two. Right. Uh, so another one that looks pretty good for that one. Uh, Marvel's continuing on their their massive comic swarm. <laughs> And again, the more they do, the further DC far falls behind. Uh, yes. Well, they've, well, they've got Superman or Man of Steel two coming out in two thousand sixteen. No, that's what I mean. All they're doing is Man of you know, Superman and Batman, and you oh. don't like Man of Steel, really? Okay. So yeah. interesting story. Man of sixteen comes out. I believe it's June sixteenth. Sorry, Man of Steel two comes out June sixteenth, two thousand sixteen. Yes. Or June. 8th. Uh, I don't remember the exact date, but whatever date that it is, yeah. when they announced Captain America 3, right around the same time that Captain America 2 was being released, they intentionally put it on the same day. Which will kill... So, Well, it's going to kill both of them, unfortunately. So, no, uh, Yeah, it's true, but more people will go see Captain America. I, I agree. I think I would actually rather go see Captain America 3 first, and then go see Man of Steel 2. Which, which shows you, because you are a Supes fan far and beyond than anyone else I know. Correct. And the fact that, that you are willing to go see Captain America first before Man of Steel 2 yeah. shows me that, you know, it Superman is failing to get the people they want. Yeah, um, it's, it's unfortunate because, I mean, they, they could do a great storyline with it. They just haven't. Yeah. Do you know there's also 22 Jump Street coming out in June? Uh... 23 Jump Street, I believe it is now. No, 22. Because 21, now they're doing 22. Oh, right, 21, 22, right, correct. Yeah. Uh, uh, I'm actually very looking forward to that because that Ice first Cube's movie again. Yep, so. was hilarious. Ooh, Rob Riggle. Rob Riggle's in it. The guy from uh, This Hour's 22 Minutes. Okay. He, he's one of the comedians. He's actually actually an ex uh, in National Reserve in America. Uh, Wolf Cop? That was Wolf Cop. Limited review, obviously. <laughs> so direct Oh, it's Canadian. Filmed in Regina. Wolf Cop. Alcoholic cop Lou Garou. Oh, God. Often blacks out, but one day when he wakes up, he finds his senses are heightened, and when the full moon is out, he turns into a rage-filled werewolf. Awesome. I will go see that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think it's played in Ottawa, though. Uh, I don't care. I'll, I'll find a way to see it. Yeah. Uh, Vancouver, Calgary, Edmonton, Regina, Saskatchewan, Moose Jaw... In Toronto. Wait, Moose Jaw? Moose Jaw, but not Ottawa. <laughs> Bullshit. Probably part of it was filmed in Moose Jaw. Yes, it probably was. But yes, I mean, he's a cop who's also a werewolf. Come on. You gotta, you gotta kind of see a movie like that. Um, let's see, how many of those movies or TV shows have I seen in the past? <laughs> uh, well, remember what was that one we saw where there were no, the, the British guys who ran into, they were doing their output and they ran into the uh, the werewolf family there? 
I don't know what that is. They're they're British soldiers, and they ran into uh, werewolves. Mm-hmm. Doesn't sound yeah. familiar. Yeah, we saw it three years ago. But yeah, I think the big one is uh, those are the big ones we had. But the Guardians of the Galaxy is another big one. Uh, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, I'm not too sure about because um, the Marky Mark one, Planet of the Apes was uh, not no, that good. But but it's got nothing to do with that. It's a continuation of the James Franco um, yes. uh, be- beginning of the Planet of the Apes. Is that, is that what it was called? Yeah. Birth yeah. of the Planet of the Apes. Birth of the Planet of the Apes. Yeah. Yeah. Which I never saw. So. Uh, you actually should see it. It's, it's it's a really well done movie, and it and it at least puts into an in, uh, a plausible light how the apes became smart. Yeah, it just, it still wouldn't work really overall. Oh, probably, but it's a, it's a you know, Planet of the Apes movie, so you have to give it, you have to give it some leeway. Yeah, no, exactly, and you're right. Um, it, it does at least give some explanation of how the apes can win and humans go out so quickly. Right. Yeah. Well, it's just for me, the whole uh, Planet of the Apes franchise never did anything for me I saw a bunch of them didn't enjoy really any of them yeah it wasn't my thing either (laughs) but this this new franchise seems to be pretty good well I'll have to I'll have to check it out then yeah and that's it for the upcoming movies so Um, I don't really have anything else so if you want to call it a night, we can we can do that now. It's been about ninety minutes or so. Exactly. So again, uh, like I said, I'm I'm working on the uh, the we're going to be working on the video um, interviews from the con uh, to try and get those up in the next couple of weeks. It's just they're large files and putting them on Dropbox. I don't want to like kill, kill my upload. <laughs> uh, you, you've actually already killed my Dropbox. Oh, you did. Oh, I have reached the limit. <laughs> Sorry. So that's why we got to be careful. Uh, so it might be a couple of weeks before it's all put together. And again, also have to go with the Pendragon uh, uh, you know, game information. Uh, Paul, you got something coming up there? Uh, no, I don't. Okay. I don't and think so. We actually might have Patrick Ramsway writing something for us soon there. Yeah, he. Oh, was, for the website, yes. I was talking to him um, a, cu- a week ago, I think. The last weekend, maybe. And he mentioned that he had at least three topics that he was currently working on. And he was just kind of putting the finishing touches, so we might see those pretty soon. Some of them are kind of out there scientific. Some of them are, I think, uh, comic book or, or at least geek-related. So we'll, we'll see. Okay. Well, thanks, for everyone, for listening. And yep. uh, uh-huh. hope you uh, enjoyed our little Comic-Con uh, wrap-up. Wrap-up and also our, our page. So we'll talk to you guys later. Cool. Cheers, guys. Cheers. Cheers.